Welcome to the Seed of Peace podcast. I'm your host, Katie Johnson. It is my humble mission to plant this powerful seed into hearts all around the world so we can connect to our roots, embody our truth, and be free to live a life that feels like our own. This one's for the change makers, the seekers, the healers and self-healers, the ones who know there's more to life. Driven by the values of depth, authenticity, growth and unity, this podcast is a direct, unedited transmission guided with the intention to return you to a deeply embodied sense of peace and purpose. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. Thank you once again so much for being here with me today. Today I wanted to talk about the concept of the higher self. It's such a popular term in the healing journey. Um, And in fact, maybe I'm going to touch on sort of the healing journey as a whole um, to start with. So it's very interesting to witness that there is far more of a movement, far more of an awareness towards what needs to be healed and this idea of doing the work. And that's, you know, it's it's wonderful in many ways. But what I see a lot of is this kind of, hmm, how do I phrase this? It's like how much of this healing that you are embarking on is actually coming from a place of self-rejection, right, and actually not accepting yourself as you are and therefore wanting to change it. Now, it's a really, really fine line because the truth is, and, and also what it means to be an empowered human living an empowered life, is that you can make changes, and ultimately the only changes you can make are on and to yourself. But when you make changes from a place of total self-denial, self-rejection, self-hatred, those changes typically are not lasting or not so much are they not lasting, but they kind of just bring you face to face with the mirror of that which you started that change in, right? So if you change something about yourself because it came from a place of self-hatred, eventually, when you look into the mirror, that change will just be a reflection of how much you hate yourself, right? And even then, there's a beauty in it, because when you are greeted with that reflection, you can meet it with compassion and say, wow, okay, this self-hatred existed to such an extent that I felt the need to make this specific change because of it. But now I see how extreme that self-hatred is. And now I see that it deserves love and compassion. So really there is the opportunity to, to heal and love in so many different ways. But what I'd like to highlight first before we get into this concept of higher self Um, is that you can love yourself here where you are 
and the parts of yourself that you hate are the very ones that need that love the most. I always think of these parts as a dog that has been abandoned and maybe lived a a pretty rough life. And you see how timid and shy and perhaps even aggressive these dogs can be. And you would never, never approach that dog with hatred, right? And with being really firm and nasty. So why do we do this to ourselves with these exiled and rejected parts of ourselves? I always view healing and specifically shadow work as an opportunity to extend love and compassion to these parts that maybe have never felt it or have felt it a very, very long time ago. So, yeah, some some powerful ideas there about how deserving those parts are of love. Now, I want to talk about this concept of the higher self and the beautiful resistance that I have around it. And I say beautiful because if I'm honest, this concept of the higher self, I mean, I've taken a real journey with this. When I first heard of it many years ago, I thought, wow, this is such a lovely idea. Like there's a, there's a higher version of me. Oh, cool. And you know, I feel like I would, I would call her in every now and then. And I had these different personas and, um, you know, not to the point where I had a diagnosed split personality disorder. Like I fully believe that we are, you know, comprised of many, many parts. Um, it's just when you have an inability to control the switch between those parts, that's when it's an actual disorder. But I think any normal, healthy human being has many different personas and that doesn't make you categorically insane okay now when I first heard this term of the higher self I'll be honest it was incredibly healing for me because it was I guess my first validation into understanding that there is not only one version of me something that I'd had a sense of a long time ago So I kind of visualized this higher self. I felt more connected to her. I felt that she could show up in moments of where I was feeling distressed or confused and offer guidance. But then the next stage of this, well then, you know, that that sort of served me in many ways, but then it evolved and, and transformed into this realization that by calling her a higher self there was a separation so then the next leg of the journey was to close that divide right and and bridge that gap and dissolve the separation between me and my higher self and realize that she is me I am her now and then the term higher kind of stopped resonating. And I say this to all of my clients that I work with and perhaps everyone that I have just a conversation with is I, it's not that I reject the concept of it, but I don't like the language or I feel that the language is not 
conducive to healing, i.e. wholeness, right? Let's remember that healing is a return to wholeness. It is not the fixing of the things that are broken. Um, it is returning to the state of wholeness from which you came. So when we have this idea of a higher self, I think it can be helpful to a point, but then that opens the eventual need to heal the separation. So where you can start is in a non-separate way. And I'm not saying this is the only route in. Uh, Perhaps you have to take a similar path as to what I took, where I could only visualize this higher self as a separate part of me. And that's fine. But just remember the bigger picture, that the higher self comes up in order to be integrated, not to stay separate from you. So I sometimes prefer the idea of my inner self, my true self, my authentic self, because that gives you this feeling that that self lives within you. And I always get, like, even when I say my inner self, my authentic self, my my hand automatically goes up to my heart. Whereas my higher self, my hands go up, you know, and outside of me, above my head, you know, sort of ahead of me. So just in that language of how my body responds to these words, higher self, my hands are up here. You might have heard my shoulder click a little bit. (laughs) It's like 6am, I'm recording this. I haven't even had a stretch, I just woke up, sat in my bed, thought about this, and uh, yeah. anyway, whereas inner self, my hands literally come straight towards my heart and my solar plexus. So for me, labeling that part of me as my inner self, my true self, my authentic self, is always an invitation back in, whereas sometimes labeling it as the higher self is an invitation outside of me, Now again, there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but at a deeper level, you know, I I feel that there's this energetic of, of outsourcing yourself to something outside of you. So actually I will backtrack and say there is something inherently problematic with that. Um, so yeah. I hope that resonates and I guess the invitation here is perhaps to just shift that language to inner self, true self and ultimately yourself, right? That healed version of you, that higher version of you, that whatever you want to label it as, it is you and if it shows up in your imagination and it shows up in your life now, that is who you are now. And ultimately, there is also only ever the now moment. So you do literally get to decide who and what you want to be in this moment. But as I mentioned in a previous episode, gosh, I should probably start being able to refer back to episode numbers, but I'll get into that. Um, There was one episode where I talked about how it is okay to have a story It's okay to have your own description of your unique human experience. So 
when it comes to choosing who you are, right? choosing to be and embody who you are. A good way in is to get clear on your values of what defines this person. And then I think what helps is if it's salient to that story, you know, because whether we want to admit it or not, we, we do really live through these narratives, but you do get to change it. And so the little journey here is the higher self onto the stepping stone of the inner self, the true self, and then right back into you to just call it yourself, right? You are your own higher self, true self, inner self. It's just you at the end of the day. But there are a few stepping stones, a few layers for you to meet those different versions and come into more of an abundance. Uh, more of an embodiment. <sighs> and that is the truth of this healing work that we're doing is A, it is a return to wholeness. B, it is a process of unbecoming what you are not. It truly is so much more about unbecoming what you are not as to as opposed to becoming something that you aren't yet. This totally changes everything, right? Because rather than saying, oh, I'm getting there, oh, I'm, I'm not there yet, oh, I can see it in the distance, it's like, no, actually, that true inner self, you, like, it's there, waiting. It has always been there that wholeness underneath. It's just there. And you are invited to continually release layers, to feel it more and more intensely. And the truth is, even with all of the layers, you still feel it within you, because it is your core. It is the core of your being, your wholeness. And the more layers you gently remove, the more you feel it, which then almost automates the process of delayering. I'll talk a little bit more about this process of, of shedding and, and delayering in another in another transmission. But yes, I hope that served you today. Very, very grateful to be here with you so thank you so much for your presence for your openness for receiving peace and love with you always from my heart to yours thank you <laughs>